Hello. It's the fucking holidays again, goddammit. We did that it. That means we gotta watch some stupid movie from when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. <laughs> As the traditions dictate. We've only The have... elders have spoken. Yeah. We once again have to watch some piece of crap that I watched all the time on the uh, TV built into my grandparents' van. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oof. That's a way to watch this. And... <laughs> Honey, we shrunk ourselves. Another mainstay of that van TV. Jeez. Okay. Really what? getting an insight into your formative years with these films, aren't we, Luke? Uh-huh. Was it yeah. color? Yeah. Okay. It was a Ford Windstar. How big was like? How big was it? Oh. Tiny, three apples high. <laughs> was uh, it a VHS player or DVD? VHS. Damn. So this you had was to, before DVDs existed. Had to put the van in reverse to rewind it. <laughs> 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 yeah, I don't know why they geared the motor of the uh, VCR to the motor of the car, but they did. Every time you got on the highway, the, the movie started <laughs> fast forwarding. Oh no. It's a real, real problem. Yeah, so you've only ever seen the first 10 minutes of this then, and then the rest of it in fast, fast forward, right? <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Uh, anyway, yeah, it's holiday, it's holiday movie time here at Teenagers with Attitude. You can probably tell by the jingle bells that Eric may or may not have edited in. I don't know. I don't know his life. Uh, I am here. It's me, Luke. <laughs> And that was Zach. Yep. Hi, I'm Zach. That's, that, it still is. Good. I was worried yep. for a moment it might not be anymore. No, I'm, I haven't been, I haven't changed. Okay, good. We also have Cassie here. Hey. And we have Ava. Hello, fellow, fellow Gorgonites. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, we are here to talk about the, the classic kids action horror film kind of small soldiers yeah uh it, it, yeah it, released in 1998 directed by joe dante oh he he, he did dante's peak didn't he oh my god <laughs> no he did joe versus the volcano as we had to explain to zach before we started recording joe dante uh, was the director of neither Joe vs. the Volcano <laughs> nor Dante's Peak. I do need to stress this isn't a bit. I really thought he made both those movies, and I think it's because Joe and Dante are in the, the titles of those movies. Uh-huh. But he hasn't made a Volcano movie at all, as far as I could tell. No, <laughs> based on his no he has not. It's a real gap in his filmography, yeah. His, uh, his directorial uh, career is not super long. He recorded, uh, recorded. He directed Hollywood Boulevard, which was probably recorded on a camera. So mm-hmm. I wasn't wrong when I said he recorded it. You got it. Uh, Piranha, Rock and Roll High School, The Howling, Gremlins, Explorers, Inner Space, The Burbs, Gremlins Two, The New Batch, Matinee, Small Soldiers, Looney Tunes, Back in Action. Back in action. Back in action. The hole. (laughs) The hole. And burying the X. Yeah. So this is a a ladder Dante, you would Mm -hmm. say. Yeah. Uh I like Gremlins and Gremlins 2. You 
we talked about it a little bit already uh, off off mic, but you can tell that that guy made this. Um, uh-huh. oh, absolutely. <laughs> and and Interspace and the Burbs are fun movies too. I like both those movies. So you know, it's it's like a pretty good director, and you know, we'll talk about it. But the cast is good too. It's like I was. I hadn't seen this since it came out, and in my memory, I was like, yeah. I like that movie, but I'm pretty sure it's trash, and <clears throat> re-watching this, I'm like, this is like, it's not the best movie ever, but like, it is a competently made, with a good cast, and like, good direction, and I, I yeah. agree with that. Yeah, that's yeah I'll I, say, I've only watched yeah. the first half of it so far, because that's all we're talking about today. I watched the whole thing, and I would say, I like, I also sort of feel like, a lot of the stuff I hear about this movie is that looking back, it's bad. But this movie was totally fine. But I do think, watching it, that when they were making the movie, they thought they had a hit on their hands. Yeah. Like, uh-huh. they really thought, like, oh, this is gonna this is gonna take off with the kids and families. They're gonna, like, don't edit anything out of this movie. Keep in all the CG shots, because we're gonna be rolling in it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. They, they even have some themes, which is interesting. Uh-huh. Yeah, I'm reading uh, a quote from the Wikipedia page about small soldiers from director of Dante's Peak himself, Joe Dante. God, Jesus. Uh, who says, uh, originally I was told to make an edgy picture for teenagers, but when the sponsor tie-ins came in, the new mandate was to soften it up as a kiddie movie. Too late, as it turns out, and there are elements of both approaches in there. Just before release, it was purged of a lot of action and explosions. Yeah, I mean, this movie, like... During the setup, right, the first, like, 20 minutes, you're like, this is going to be Gremlins Cross with Chucky. Like, that's what it feels like it's going to be. And uh-huh. then it isn't that. Because, obviously, like you said, the sponsors... I mean, they must have had, like, McDonald's tie-ins and shit, right? Like, I don't remember, but... Uh, apparently, they had Burger King tie-ins. Oh, close enough. That there we go. Right. Uh, I... Whatever network fucking had uh, the X-Files on it clearly must have <laughs> threw some money their way because there's a just total non-sequitur conversation talking about how the X-Files is way cooler than Party of Five. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's weird because, like, this, this, it's, it's, um, you know, it's about toys and there is product placement, but, like, other than Barbie, and I haven't finished it, but, like, there's, it's, there's no, actually, they're not Barbies. They're called it something was, else. Yeah, it wasn't Barbie. It was yeah. a, they Wendy. Were Wendy dolls. So like, it's a movie where you could have sold a ton of toy product placement, but like they didn't. It's kind of weird. But they still I mean, have. I know they sold because they <clears throat> sold toys of the characters. I remember. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They. Yeah. You could buy a, a Chip Hazard or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Great name. For sure. Great name. Yeah. Oh, the name. Also, yeah, yeah. Real quick, both X Files and Party of Five were on Fox, so they definitely had some marketing money from Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we should <laughs> quickly mention this is we did a mouse hunt a couple years ago, and this is basically the other DreamWorks movie that launched uh, DreamWorks. Uh, besides mm-hmm. Mouse Hunt, they both came out um, around the same time, and like. I remember I was like way into this movie or like wanted to see it really bad because it was about toys and I was 10 and uh, I remember reading in the newspaper, the physical newspaper, uh, people saying that it costs so much, uh, which it had a budget of $40 million, which at the time I think was a lot. 
that like they would sink it, the company would like never get off the ground if it didn't do well yeah so i'll say this was the sixth dreamworks film okay well fair enough i'm i my bad running through these yeah you got the peacemaker never heard of it mm-hmm. mouse hunt amistad Polly. Deep Impact, and then Small Soldiers. Okay, well, I know that um, Polly and uh, uh, Amistad did not do good, so maybe that was yeah, the yeah, problem, yeah. is that they they were, yeah. And Deep Impact seems like it would have been an expensive movie. I don't know how it did financially. I don't either. Great. Like they probably got it. Did it get its lunch eaten by Armageddon, or was it vice versa, or was there room in the American heart for two asteroid movies <laughs> my, that year? My brain definitely remembers that Aerosmith song, and not really anything about Deep Impact. So Deep Impact uh, cost eighty million dollars and made three hundred and fifty million dollars. Oh. It just did just fine. Okay. God, we really were just doing those uh, uh, disaster. Yeah, movies. I don't know what happened there. Yeah. We were really into disaster movies for a while. It was I saw shorter deep- movies with lower budgets. Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, and I'm not kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw Deep Impact in theaters with my parents. I was a little kid. And, like, you know, they all die at the end, stopping the asteroid, and it made me cry. Uh, and then when Armageddon came around, uh, we were, like, visiting family, and everyone wanted to go see Armageddon, and I refused because I would not cry in a theater again. I didn't like it. Why would I want to cry? It's bad. I definitely went through a phase where like I would ask my parents if the characters died and before I would watch a movie because I did. It just made me sad. Right. And I was a small child. Uh, I, I started crying and had to be taken out of the first Harry Potter movie because I thought it was too scary when I was a kid. And you know what? Oh it yeah, set yeah, me, yeah, it set me down the right path. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I think you're. You, yeah, it, it worked out. <laughs> Turned out it was very scary, just not for the reasons you probably picked up on. I'll say uh, Armageddon had higher profits than Deep Impact. <laughs> I remember know. I saw Armageddon. I don't know anything about Deep Impact. It's the same movie. <laughs> Except Morgan Freeman's the president. Anyway, you couldn't small make a movie. Soldiers. You couldn't make a movie like Deep Impact now because they'd be like, that's just Deep Impact. They already made that. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait for the inevitable Armageddon reboot. Oh, actually, Armageddon oh, Legacy. I can't believe I have to I, I can't believe we can tie into this, but there was going to be a uh Small Soldiers remake called Toy Mageddon. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. <laughs> okay, that that's pretty good. It got shelved okay, when uh, Disney bought Fox, which is a bummer. Okay, well, <laughs> Justin Lin was going to uh, so do it, which is would have been fun. Weird. Okay. Uh, but Small Soldiers opens like a fucking uh, Paul Verhoeven movie. It just has the same exact intro yes. as RoboCop. Uh huh. The we we I had a vague memory that this was like anti uh 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 consumer industrial like uh or military industrial complex and sure it isn't really like in the movie that much but that's how it starts really hard but it really hits you over the head with it at the beginning yes what if <laughs> we made GI Joes but we were honest about America's motivation yes totally uh-huh. it's it yeah. 
it's wild. Yeah, the the opening of this movie is a commercial for Globotech, a uh, corporate conglomerate that is focused on bringing <laughs> military technology to home consumers. I mean, and soon, like literally, the line of the movie is like, "Someday, like your toaster will be powered with the same technology that powers guided missiles." Which is like how it works because that tech just right. like filters down, but but like. You don't normally sell it that way. It's like, hey, do you want your toaster to have the same parts that bombs do? <laughs> like, that's what we're, yeah. they're selling <laughs> it on, basically. Yeah, yeah. And and we know, if that wasn't enough to uh, help us understand that they're evil, we know they're evil because they have bought the toy company Heartland Toys and are pulling the Heartland sign down. Do you get it? Do you get it, yeah. audience? Which is perhaps the biggest flaw in the movie's fucking, like, anti-military thing is it's, like, the military's bad as opposed to good old homespun (laughs) Americana. Right, That's good. Yeah, that's... But, you know, the violence that defends that, that's bad. Exactly. (laughs) This lady in the scene where they're doing the stuff, Mm. she's named Miss Kegel. Yes. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm, all right. (laughs) Yep, she's she's Excuse named. Me? Yep, yeah. I I immediately was like, because she's presented as like a ball buster, and I was like, so that's on purpose in the kids movie. And, yes. Huh. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, they like the two Heartland Toys guys who are the only employees left at the company. I guess everyone else got fired. Uh, the including one the who's like the, the slimy marketing. What's up? Including including the guy who had chicken that lays eggs. That's like yes, the one other yeah, toy yeah. you've seen this whole movie, and I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> it's uh, the sli- Go ahead. The two guys are David Cross and Jay Moore, so they are yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's I don't the lady I don't know, but but yeah, the two toy company guys are are you know comedians of the era, right? Um, yeah, uh, Jay Moore's character. I'm not gonna Larry. That's his name. Uh reacts to Miss Kegel as though she is just like like super hot just walking sex she's just a lady like yeah, I'm not saying she's bad looking or anything but it's just like she's a normal woman in a business suit and he looks at her like oh yeah baby <laughs> yeah, like the weird. she's, she's the only thing pretty. yeah the only thing I could or even like that like the only thing I could really gleam from it is that he either really likes a lady in a suit or is, likes blondes because that's the only thing you can pick up about her here Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because, yeah, they're walking down the hall, and uh, David Cross is mad because, uh, you know, he just feels like they're, they have got bought by this big corporation, and now they're, like, you know, they're not gonna be able to, like, their job isn't to make, you know, good toys anymore, just to make money. And, you know, the world sucks. And then Jay Moore looks at the, the woman and is like, yeah, but there's some good shit in it, you know what I mean? Like, this totally normal woman that I'm weirdly horny for for no good reason. You get what I'm saying? If he's like this about everybody, this is a problem, is basically the, yes. yeah, it's an issue. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, they have a meeting with their new boss, uh, Mr. Mars. I don't care enough to remember his first name. Gil. Um, his name is Gil War. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did name him Mars, and he's a, a, a you know, a war profiteer, basically. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, 
David Cross shows off, he, like, he does his little presentation on his new toys that he wants to make, the Gorgonites. And his whole idea is, like, they're these fun alien characters, but they're stranded on Earth, and they need your help to, like, learn about our planet so that they can get home to theirs. And it's like, you know, they're fun toys, but they're kind of teaching kids stuff about science and stuff. And the executive immediately cuts him off because learning is stupid. Fuck that. Learning is for babies and lefties. Yeah. I will uh-huh. I will say that the casting it's Dennis Leary and he's basically doing what you expect Dennis Leary to do which is to say no that's that's pussy shit the real manly stuff is murder and and violence is basically his right. deal. So Larry's pitch is a way more put together like he had a commercial ready to go yes. and like an already like finished model of the toy whereas David Cross just had like concept art. Uh, but his toy is just G.I. Joe. Mm-hmm. That's it's all. basically, this movie is basically G.I. Joe versus He-Man. But more so, the, sec- yeah, yeah, yeah. more so the secondary cast of He-Man, where it's all the little <laughs> critters who fight on Hordak's side. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. <laughs> um, but he shows the, the boss this commercial where, like, the, you know, major chip hazards or the, the main guy punches his way out of the toy box and is, like... You know, he's a just cool badass, and uh, Mr. Mars cuts him off and wants to know if the actual toy can do that, and gets really mad to learn that it can't. He's really, really pissed to find out that the toy cannot walk and and speak to you as though it is a human, um, which... He doesn't like when the advertising is false, so he decides to, instead of changing the advertising, to change the product. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. You, you should make it so the toys can actually walk and talk and fight. That'd be cool. And understandably, David Cross is like, okay, that's... How the fuck are we supposed to do that? And it just gets hand waved as, well, now you work for a giant military contractor. You can figure it out. We can build missiles that can, like, remotely murder people on the other side of the globe. You can probably make a cool toy. There's a There was a bit I actually sort of liked when he asked, like, can they actually do that? Uh... One of them was just like, well, no, but we checked it with legal. It's okay if we do that in the commercial. That's not binding. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> right, yeah totally. Yeah, yeah. yeah, that's a good bit. Uh-huh. And he also concludes that uh, they have to, you know, the, he's, he's going to repurpose the Gorgonites instead of being a dumb, fucking stupid edutainment bullshit. They're going to be the evil aliens that the soldiers have to fight in the toy line. And also, they only have three months to make the most advanced <laughs> toys ever to face the Earth. Yep. Mm. Uh, there's, like, there's, like, a lot that happens. Like, there's a lot of story that is happening in these first few scenes, which is yeah. weird, because I don't think it's necessary. It wasn't, like, necessary for them to build up these characters, because we're no, not going to uh, be with yeah. them for most of the movie. So it's like... Not very much, yeah. You no, know, they show up. But right. Honestly, this is the movie I like more. I kind of wish we stuck with their perspective. Mm. Yeah. It'd like, be interesting to see. Yeah. The version of this movie I kind of want is that like the toys just get launched wide and it's just like a nightmare all across the country. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're just dealing yeah. with the fallout. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like just the small soldiers become an occupying force. Oh, no. <laughs> they um I I like um that that kind of what Ava was saying is like you they they give you a little bit more than they need to. Uh one of the things that sort of surprised me about this is like 
you I I kind of thought that like them describing the Gorgonites and everything was just going to not matter at all, but like it does mm-hmm. come back and is like core mm-hmm. to the conflict and I was like, "Oh, okay. Well, that's mm-hmm. like it's it's impressive that they you think it's just a like a joke that he's getting shit on the the guy who's um, right. doing the Gorgonites, but then it, it does yeah. come back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we get the credits. Well, first we get yeah, he's just trying to figure out like a good computer chip they can use to do all the shit their toy apparently has to do, and just like uses like the internal company database to find like oh okay we got something called the X one thousand yeah sure. Give me uh, 500,000 of those. We'll just slap those in there. That sounds good. Yep. And he the- forgot his password. So he had to use the password that David Cross just blurted out, which was Gizmo, a reference to Gizmo. the other movie that Joe Dante made. Oh, yeah. That's true. Yeah. yeah like the funny gremlins. <laughs> yeah. Like the funny I, gremlins. That's, like Gimbo. That scene cracks me up because... Uh, she's like, okay, here's your card. It gives you, it gives you access to every top secret project that we do, toy makers. (laughs) Yeah. Like, what? I don't understand the corporate structure of Globotech. Does it seem safe? I need to look at their org chart. Right. And then, like, literally, so later, so he orders these chips, and later everyone's like, why did you use those? And, like... Basically, that gives me the impression there was literally zero checks and balances. Like, he pushed this button, and that was it. Like, there was no other person who had to (laughs) approve it or anything like that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Though, to be fair, I'm on the side of the the chip manufacturer guy. It is a problem with their software. Yeah. The chip is not, like... It seems like, at this point, the chip is inherently murderous and bloodthirsty because it's an army chip. But that's not really how it works. No, it's it's your law. They just designed a toy whose whole deal is your only personality trait is you want to find these other toys and kill them because they're evil. Right. Right. So the only thing the chip is doing is making it like do whatever it takes to accomplish the goal they gave it. The problem with the toy is the manufactured consent of the state imparted by the in- the military <laughs> industrial complex. Yes. Uh huh. I I definitely did think that at, at first that they were just. Like the chip was evil because because David Cross is like, why'd you put a munitions chip in a toy? I'm like, it doesn't fucking matter. It's a computer chip. It's not like right. this chip is for guns and therefore it, it hates humans. Like I don't. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. But yeah, that's not that's not what they end up doing exactly. So right. Um. But yeah, then we cut to our actual main character whose name I don't remember. Oh no. Uh, I don't remember his either. His name is what's this little Alan. boy's name? Alan. Alan. Yeah, and Alan. I, and I and I and I hate yeah. him. I hate him. <laughs> I really, I, I thought really? it was okay. Here's the issue with him. The reason I don't like him is because he is presented at first and acting like a, a and acts like he's like a sad sack, like he's a sad boy. Uh. Right, but then we, they, we enter Alan's story at the ideal moment to be sympathetic to him. Right, but but then later it's like, oh no, actually he's like a super badass, and I'm like, no, he's not. This kid is a weenie. What are you talking about? Like, it's <laughs> oh no, I didn't think he was super badass. He's just fucking like they say he called it a bomb threat to his old school, and it's treated like a joke. 
Yeah, he's perhaps a, the biggest clue that this is a 1998 yeah. movie. Mm. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I forgot about the bone threat. But it's just like, I I imagine he's just like, he's a ne'er-do-well, where like, he's a champion at getting into mischief and trouble, like he right. uses as a skill later. But you know, he doesn't want to be at work, because work sucks. And he's a little punk boy. Well, That's <laughs> absolutely how they're selling it in this scene. I just feel like... Had we been following Alan's story before today, mm-hmm. he would be insufferable with how, like, whiny he is. Like, oh, why am I grounded and in trouble all the time? Why don't you ever trust me? Because you called in a bomb threat yeah, to a school, Sorry, buddy. Bud, what are you talking about? <laughs> we had to talk to police officers. We had to tell them that you weren't going to be a problem anymore. Like, his, like frankly, yeah. it's astounding that they trust you to run this toy store by yourself. <laughs> At the same time, I... I Apparently his shrink, they used the term shrink, uh, said that yeah. he's been acting out through all that. Right. So apparently it got to that point where his parents were just ignoring him, and then he kept right. acting out further and further to get the attention that he needs. Right. Mm-hmm. Why not just give him the attention before it gets to the point where he's making bomb threats? Yeah. Right. I mean, it, it, the parents definitely seem a little distant. The his so his dad runs a toy store, which he is. is yeah, his dad's very busy running the the like toy store with the greatest moral integrity in America. It's there, like one of those like I will say I've been, I've definitely been to toy stores yes, like this, where it's like toy the toy like stores this, for, for sure. the toy yeah. stores for people yeah. who like hobby horses and model trains and building things out of wood. Like if you ever go to like a kitschy little tourist trap town in upstate New York, you'll see toy stores like this. Or there are also toy stores where it's like education focused. There's no guns in here. This is, this is like, you know, marbles and, and building toys and stuff like that. And little plastic dinosaurs that I would play with in the bathtub. Yeah, exactly. I was going to say, it is funny to look at this movie, like making fun of the idea that like, Oh, by no means, like, the toy companies do not want... Learning is a bad word. We Toys cannot teach, you know, kids. And that's what they're mocking in this movie. Whereas nowadays, it's gone like... The pendulum has swung so far the other way, where, like, every toy is... Oh, don't worry, parents. I know it looks like fun, but it's actually preparing your kid for a successful career in STEM. Yeah. That... that Like, I think... <laughs> It's good to have teaching toys. We get a bunch for our, our sure. nieces and nephews, mm-hmm. but it is like it is funny where you see like ads for apps for little little kids, and it's like I promise it's not just a night fight to dragon. Also, they have to read and yeah. do math. Like, yeah, hey, p- preparation for the MIT uh, entrance exam starts at age two. <laughs> it's sort of like it is sort of like how like in old cart in old shows they're like. Oh wow! If it's people just sitting around watching TV, what's happened to society? Where like now the vision of America is like so like oh all these people hooked on their phone that watching TV is like the noble cause. Like right. now that like parents are so sick of seeing kids on their phone that the idea of like the idea of a kid playing with a toy like inspires great confidence in parents. Yeah, yes, it's because yes, it's yes. like this is a physical toy. It's not just yeah, totally right, right. It's not just a YouTube video where a Spider-Man who looks like Adolf Hitler sings a nursery rhyme. Yeah, yeah, and Elsa's like, there. It's it's not Elsa's like there's there. no cause for concern with that shit. Elsa's it's there just... getting open mouth surgery. Yeah, right. Of course. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> 
so, that still an ongoing thing? I feel like I haven't heard about those fucked up YouTube kids things in a while. Now it's just five minute crafts. Now that's where it's at. Oh, okay, okay. I hate the world. Because <laughs> for a while it wasn't even like the fucked up like Elsa's pregnant and Mickey's bleeding to death shit. It was just like... <laughs> Here's some rotating shapes and colors that will hypnotize babies. I think that the, that YouTube made some adjustments to their algorithm, but I could be wrong. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Elsa, Elsa's pregnant. Mickey's bleeding to death. Who do you save? <laughs> Click here to download the app. Mickey will remember this. Yeah, of course. So this truck pulls up from Heartland Toys, and uh, Joe gets out. Uh, it, and he is uh, played by Dick Miller, a a, um, a character actor who I couldn't tell you a specific thing, but I was like, I know this guy, and he's one of those dudes he's who has sure. like two hundred uh, credits. He is in Gremlins. He is actually he is okay. actually the guy in he is the guy in Gremlins who first uh, introduces the word Gremlins to the ecosystem, and that's why okay. they're called Gremlins in the movie. Okay, he is gotcha. important gotcha. in Gremlins. Um. But he he is like good friends with this child, which is interesting. Uh, <laughs> I, I yeah. buy it. I mean, you know, he's, he's, he's the delivery he's a guy. former employee of Heartland Toys. You know, the good honest company. So you know, obviously, all their employees are nice people that are friends with all their fucking like uh, supply people. And uh, Alan's Alan's track record because this is like when they start setting it up is so bad that this truck driver is like, he left you in charge of the store? <laughs> and Alan's like, yeah, what? It's fine. How old is Alan supposed to be? This is a question I'm... I am 14 or 15. So okay. we'll talk about her in just a little bit, but like the, yeah. the, 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 um, the romantic interest in this movie is Kirsten Dunst. And... I okay. thought she, she was like six years older than he is. Am I wrong? Like, I think she's oh, like two years like older that. than he is, or something. Or like, she's definitely a little older than he is, but not. They're both still teenagers. Okay, I remember yeah. Kirsten Dunst. Uh, Kirsten Dunst was sixteen in this movie, if I recall correctly. Okay, it might just be his okay. like floppy haircut that makes me think he's twelve, but you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he definitely, I think part of it, too, is, like, again, she's clearly a teenager, whatever. She looks, like, her face basically looks exactly the way it's going to look when she's an adult, which yeah. makes me yeah. constantly think, why is she, why is she the romantic interest of this child? Yeah. Yeah, it's weird. Uh, it also doesn't help that yeah. she's apparently dating a guy who's riding, a, like, a... A motorcycle. Yeah. A, a yeah. motorcycle. <laughs> like, a pretty uh -huh. upscale one for the time. Yeah. Oh, Joe does mention that pretty soon everything in the world is going to be owned by one corporation. Goodbye, oh, microbreweries. Oh, yes. Yeah, I forgot about <laughs> oh, that. Joe, Joe, just you wait until the hipsters come along. There'll be microbreweries for days. It's only, it's Disney <laughs> and microbreweries are the two entities that exist. Yeah. And Disney yeah. does own this movie now. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, like I just looked up the actor for Alan. Uh, his name is Gregory Smith, and like obviously he's a grown up now. And like, yeah, he grew into his face the way we're like, yes, that's an adult person, as opposed to like again, I think Kirsten Dunst's face just kind of locked in at an earlier age, so it's just it, early. It feels yeah. like it's an adult talking to a kid every time they're in a scene together, even though it's obviously not. 
Right. Uh, so Joe has the, so, so Alan asks, Hey, what are those? Uh, cause there's what these big those? boxes. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, yeah. And Joe, who again, like has a friendly relationship with this kid is like, I don't know. Let's open all the stock in my delivery truck and look at it together. Child. <laughs> No, like, I don't this buy guy that. makes uh, being a delivery truck driver seem like a real cool job. Yeah, apparently it's really chill, and you don't have like any like quotas or responsibilities. Uh-huh. Uh, this was a while ago. Things weren't as dire, <laughs> a dire yeah, they, for know, workers yet. This guy might computers have had a weren't quite as uh, sophisticated yet. You couldn't do as much with them. Yeah, you couldn't like if someone like oh you were like oh I'm I met I missed an, a. Th- something by 30 minutes i can make up for that like right it's not like oh we know exactly where your truck is at all times yeah 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 Ugh. but yeah they open it up and uh it's the, the the commando elite and the gorgonites uh which are like these cool voice activated toys like you can give them commands and they'll do stuff that's neat um but, you know, we start to get a sign that maybe there's a little more to them than meets the eye because they start moving when no one else is in the room. Yeah. I will say they're real chunky, uh, and I like that. The toys themselves are big. I, this mm. was immediately something I was thinking when they brought them out. These toys are huge. Yeah. And, like, with how much articulation they've got, all the programming they must have, like, at the factory, the, like, mute, like missile-grade computer chips in them how fucking expensive must these toys be yeah these uh, things later are in the movie they mentioned that they sell for 80 bucks that's insane yeah, no they don't that's wild <laughs> they sell for at least double that if not like quadruple if they that. sell for 80 then someone like when he put those chips in literally no one no- knows that like they <laughs> They're not factoring that into the cost. Uh, yeah, they missed the fact that they need to charge for the chips. Like, yeah. they're going to, like, do, like, at the end of the quarter, they're going to start doing some math, and they're going to be like, fuck, we're at, like, a million dollars. Where did these chips go? We went through all of our <laughs> surplus in, like, two weeks. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he, he, yeah, these things voice activate. They move around. Um, and then... Uh, he asks Joe if he can buy these off of uh, off of him so that he can sell them and make the toy store some money for once, he says. And Joe's like, no, these are like for a specific store. They're already covered. And he's and Alan's like, what if they fell off the back of a truck? And Joe's just like, okay, I don't sure. Whatever. <laughs> no, what he says is I like his line. He says, I don't like your tone, kid. Talking too loud. Yeah. I mean, he's great. I like him a lot. It's just funny that he goes along with this and doesn't get any payment. He's like, yeah, just pay me later. Like, wild. Right. He agrees that, yeah, he will sell the toys and then give him the money when they seize him again. Uh, Yeah. No no good reason for this man to go along with this. But, you know, you got to have a movie. (laughs) Right. Yeah, of course. Um, so they, he gets him one whole set of, of all the toys. Um, okay, I've just looked up, inf- adjusting for inflation, an $80 toy in 98 would, this year, cost 136.42 cents. Okay, that's closer. Yeah, I mean- That's closer? I was trying to look up how much the original, uh, Power Rangers Megazord cost at the time, 
Because at least size-wise, that's comparable. I'm trying to find how but, much that robot Velociraptor costs. Yeah, that's what I was thinking mm-hmm. is like Ibo, like the robot dog and stuff. I don't know. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. Then um, that is a better comparison Trying to point. figure out. This one's on sale for 150 but it usually Dang. costs more. Um, But yeah, so he buys these things off, off this guy and uh, starts setting them up. Uh, as display units, and he does does have out the two main ones, which are Archer, who's the leader of the Gorgonites, and emissary of the Gorgonites, emissary of the Gorgonites. It was original. Okay, the original Ibo cost twenty five hundred dollars. Whoa, Jesus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. I didn't realize it was like a, a luxury, crazy item. I, that's fucking. Yeah, it wild. seems like then, like they they revised it over time and like brought the price down. Gotcha. Yeah, okay, yeah, the second generation uh, launched at $1,500 and then came down to less than $1,000. See, that, I think that's how much these would cost. They're literally, like, when, they, you're, when they're making them, they are they have tiny fucking Terminator robot skeletons inside of them. Like, yeah. they, ha- they cannot mm-hmm. cost $80. Like, that's insane. And they're, right. the, little ro- the little robot skeletons are, like, looking around like they're just, like, nascently born. Like, they're yeah. Uh-huh. Just awaken to consciousness, like discovering their world or the world around them. <laughs> yeah, and they go kill me <laughs> like that. <laughs> <laughs> what makes that even more ridiculous is that they're specifically marketed as, oh no, you want multiples, you want the whole set. Yes, like, they. It is a toy exclusively for rich people because they talk to each other, and also this is actually a plot point. On the back of the box, it says, "Get another one," and talk with a friend because they can two-way radio communicate with each other. They they can talk yeah, to each yeah. other. Or even just the core premise of the toy is you get a Gorgonite and a Commando oh, and right. they'll fight each yeah, other. Yeah, I mean, yes, beyond <laughs> that, they're just supposed to fight. Yes. <laughs> and then you have to buy more toys because they keep destroying each other. Right. Or more so the Commando <laughs> keeps destroying the Gorgonite because they basically yeah. like... Because the Gorgonites always lose. They did not do... They did not have a balance patch for these things. They just like... No, no, Absolutely no. were like, yeah, the Commandos will win every time and you basically just get the Gorgonites so that their asses can get kicked. Right. Well, they're the bad guys. Like, it's not supposed to be even sides. It's it's the good guy soldiers versus the bad guy other. Well, also, yeah, because they look I, they look ugly. Right. Also, I get the impression that fucking like literally they they programmed in like uh you know say hi to the kid and then say some some lines and then when they put this chip in it like it's not like they intended them to literally walk around and stab each other like it so right right it's not like they thought that was gonna happen but yeah the second that uh everybody leaves the room uh chip hazard here voiced by tommy lee jones uh he's having so much fun here he is he's a blast he just pulls a gun on 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 the gorgonite on archer uh archer yeah and uh it's like so one of the other things about this movie is that uh, the originally it was going to be they were all going to be puppets uh, and yeah. apparently they couldn't afford it or just decided to do CG and all the oh, CG shots. Point. There's definitely a lot of puppet work in there here. There is, <laughs> but boy, you can tell when it's CG and when it's puppet stuff. I mean, for the late yeah. 90s, it's not bad CG. It's really yeah, not. Like I was expecting fine. it to look worse than it does. Yeah. I think like yeah. the thing is is like for like there are definitely some shots that look pretty bad, especially later on. But like yeah. 
unless you're like when when the camera is sort of far away from the CG puppets, they still look like the puppets, and it's okay. Anyway, yeah, I yeah. Find well, especially quotes. because like the whole idea is that they have like <laughs> very little points of articulation, and they're supposed to look stiff and artificial because they're toys. Right. So most of the problems with early CGI don't really like you know bring this movie down yeah, it's only really a problem when it's like a close-up of tommy lee jones toy's face and it's cg and it's like ah, oh, you probably yeah, didn't yeah. need this one to be cg he's not even moving like use the puppet here right but yeah yeah we were planning to use a lot of stan winston's puppets he, yeah. he had made some very elaborate puppets that could do a lot of things but in practice we found it much simpler and cheaper to let the CGI people do the work after we shot the scenes. So I would say right. it's one third pu- it's one third puppetry and the rest CGI and small soldiers. Yeah. Mm. So even though the original idea was to do mo- mostly puppetry is what they said. Right, right. So enter uh, uh Kirsten Dunst. Yes. Who is here with her little brother whose <laughs> birthday is coming up and he really wants a cool toy so he's mad that she took him to like the shitty grandma toy store. Yeah, should have been a should have been Christmas. They should have just done the full Gremlins and made it Christmas. Because <laughs> then there would have been what? a toy under every kid's tree, and they would have activated. Uh. That's what I'm saying. That'd be so much better than it just being this one family. I want the fucking like the the commando leader conquering the neighborhood. I gotta admit, I appreciate the smaller stakes. Yeah, and and I like that they use that as the clock. Like, later they figure out, oh, my God, this is happening, and launch day is Monday. Like, we have to do something, and that's, like, the clock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's good for what it is. I just think the version of this movie that went way bigger would be fun. I mean, also, yes, I would agree with that. Yeah. This this movie has, like, Critters 1 stakes. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. So this little kid wanders into the back room... And we don't see, we don't see it, but Archer and uh, Chip are, like, talking to each other and not in, because previously they just talked in, like, um, catchphrases, uh, but at this point right. they're just speaking to each other. Though, they actually, when they talk, they still, like, most of what they say it could reasonably be a catchphrase. Like, they, they yeah, it seems yeah. like they try and make a lot of it uh, stuff that a toy would say, even though they do, they can't just speak English. Um, well, also, they're fresh out of the box, so, like, the chip hasn't had time to learn yet. Right, yes. Uh, so, this kid gets shot at by, because uh, uh, Tommy Lee Jones screams, civilian, <laughs> declare your allegiance, and shoots a dart at him, which is very good. Uh, uh-huh. And this kid is like, oh, hell yeah, that's what I want. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, and calls his sister, but they go back there, and all the toys are gone. Oh no! Uh, that's a really honestly, that kid gives a pretty believable performance. Like that's exactly what I would do if I was a kid. Of like, this toy yeah. attacked me. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, that right. rules. <laughs> uh, the the she's like, uh, that's expensive. I don't know that mom and dad are gonna get you that. And he's like. Uh, well, they get you your Gwendy dolls, and then she's, like, embarrassed in front of this fucking twerp for some reason. <laughs> and, uh, it's like, oh, shut, shut up, you know, whatever. Um, 
Yeah. Because she does mention... We're going to see later, like, she has a lot of fucking dolls, but she's clearly, like, a collector. Like, she's not playing with them. She has them in a display case. Right. I actually will say I... There's something she says in the latter half of the movie that suggests that, like, she has these because her parents think she likes them. Oh, okay. Okay, okay. Um, she does mention, like, that she... Oh, hey, you live next to me and you never say hi. I don't see you at school. Uh... So that that's kind of the first like, um, uh, that they know each other bit, uh, right? And um, you know, she she says say hi sometime and, and leaves, and then gets on a Honda motorcycle with her older boyfriend. Which, um, hey, what la- happens to the kid? What, are, what <laughs> happens to my little brother? This is a good question. <laughs> now. He, he just- walks home. Um, that little kid gets on a moped and, and does he drive it? I don't know. Does That's he? a good question. <laughs> I oh guess, yeah, I guess he, yeah, does, he does come home. So he must- he's just mo- <laughs> That kid is like six. He should not be driving a moped. I mean, you don't need a license for him. I think you do have to be like at least 13 though. You get to- yeah, at least be old enough that your feet reach the floor of it. I love that she's just like later, later nerd and then drops <laughs> off with her boyfriend. Uh huh. Um. But yeah, then he's uh, uh, Alan goes back for the toys and finds them, and Tommy Lee Jones, uh, like like you said, Cassie, he's having so much fun in this movie. And, and like, just his delivery really cracks me up because he's like, meet your death with honor, coward. <laughs> it's just, and he's just got a <laughs> compass, like the measuring tool, and he's going to murder him with it. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh, but meanwhile, Alan realizes that his dad left his uh, plane tickets at the, stro- at the shop. Yes. Mm. So he's got to rush home to get them for him. And this is our introduction to his parents. His mom looks like she works at, like, a hotel or something. Uh, and his dad is just, uh, a basket case. Oh, yeah. Yes. He's just stressed out about everything and losing things constantly. A very relatable man. (laughs) He seemed really familiar to me, and I couldn't figure out why. And it's because he is Shia LaBeouf's dad in, uh... Transformers. Oh shit, you're right! Oh my god. And it's this same basic role because he's like... It's he keeps insane. almost seeing the toys slash cars move around and then miss it. Like, it's the same thing. Right. Yeah. In my memory, this guy was played by Al Borland, and I was sad that... He uh, sure looks like Al Borland. <laughs> I, I guess Richard Karn is the name I should be using, but eh. Same guy, <laughs> I mean, Borland. whatever. Um, <laughs> we also meet uh, Kirsten Dunst's dad, Phil Hartman, in his last screen role. Uh, mm-hmm. He doesn't get that much to do, but literally just the way that he talks is funny, so it's nice when he's there. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah, he, his thing is he's a big, like, he's he's got a new fancy big screen TV, and he really wants everyone to know about it. He wants to put up a new satellite dish. Yes, and he he's wa- gonna... He wants to destroy nature. He yes. hates it. He, do you he's, get it? Yep. You, you get, get it? it? <laughs> So, it's, uh, it's a theme. Are you saying this movie is not super subtle in its in its theme? Uh, I, I might be intoning it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Good. Good. Um, yeah. 
We also, yeah, we skipped it, but we, uh, one of the reasons the truck driver was nervous about making that deal with this child, uh, is that his dad has a strict policy of no war toys allowed in the store. Yes, no guns, uh, none of that stuff. Uh, yeah, because we also found out the dad hates technology. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah, basically, his tree is hanging over his neighbor's side of the fence. Right. You know, your classic suburban drama. Yeah. And, uh... That's blocking the antenna, uh, which, okay, I, satellite TV is not really as nearly as big of a thing as it used to be. I, you know, I've I've never had to have one of these, like, big satellite dishes that you put in your yard. He's got a lot of open yard space. Really feels like they could have installed this dish away from the tree and, like, fixed this problem. He says, Uh, got a point. It's because of the tilt of the axis. Yeah. Electromagnetic fields. Yeah, he says a bunch of, like, science stuff that the the, the, um, installer guy told him that says that it has to go right here, which, okay, sure, whatever. Yeah, far as I know, everything I've always understood, all you need is just a clear view of the sky and you basically, you know... Yeah. yeah, that's 90% of the battle. But the thing is, Phil Hartman has to yell at this man that he's going to chop his tree down, uh, and so he does. <laughs> yeah, he just starts chainsawing his neighbor's tree without talking to him first. He's like, oh, don't worry, no, I'm helping you out, really, when you think about it. Ain't this satellite dish cool? And then, yeah, this is how we find out that Al Borland hates technology. I know it's not Al Borland, but yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, because the the... With these movies for kids where they have, like, a moral, it, the dad can't just be like, well, rampant technology without, like, need is bad. He just, he has to hate, like, all technology. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he complains about how the neighbor already has so many tech gizmos that he's <laughs> drawn so much juice that he's given all his neighbors cancer. Okay, yeah. so this dad is now, uh, like, uh... Anti-vaxxer QAnon guy. Yes, uh-huh. 1,000%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Turning all uh-huh. the people trans, right? Yep, uh-huh. totally. And he's he holistic medicine, no no uh, Western medicine, all that stuff. Uh-huh. He also yeah. he also drives a, uh, a Beetle, which is notable because at the time they hadn't made the new ones. So this is like a 30-year-old car because he, I guess, hates new things. God, I didn't even really clock that, but you're right. Yeah. Um... God, I hate this man. Yeah, he al- <laughs> he also like is his wife is constantly like your blood pressure because he's I guess seeing a therapist because he's uh he's like got a hair because trigger. he's emotionally distant from his son. Yeah, yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, his sh- son shows up with the tickets uh right before he leaves, and he's like, "Whoa, thanks, you know, good, good, uh, good job." Right. And, and I assumed, you know, the basic plotting of this movie was just going to be, obviously, the dad's going to be like, oh, oh, you came all the way here, let me drive you back to the shop, and then, like, the kid can't get out of it, and that's how the dad finds out about the soldier toys, you know? That would make sense. Instead, he just leaves. Yeah. I also thought this Instead was going to be, I expected there to be, like, a thing of, like, oh, we gotta fix this before the dad comes back, but the dad comes back, like, tomorrow. This is, like, yeah, a day trip. Such... <laughs> the dad flies somewhere else to go to a small business seminar, then flies back the same day. It's nuts. Oh, it was like how to succeed in business, like one of those like one of those yeah. seminars for schmucks. Uh-huh. 
Right. So there is something the kid says here. And it's when he gives over the dad's ticket and he's like, every so often I do something right. And the parents just agree with him. And I'm like, oh my God, no wonder the kid has self-esteem issues. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it, it, it's that very much like, yeah, you're right. Every so often. It's like, no, that's not, <laughs> you're not supposed to do that. And his mom right after that is like, um, uh, aren't you supposed to be at the shop? He's like, hey, do you remember to clean up the ca- the cash register? you remember to lock up? you remember to turn the lights off? And he's like, oh, fine. Yeah, mom, I did all that. I'm not stupid, okay? Again, buddy, you called in a bomb threat. I'm sorry. Yeah. I mean, listen, he <laughs> is partially- going to be a little more, uh, like, over your shoulder after you call in a bomb threat. It, he's made some choices that he probably regrets. <laughs> uh-huh. But yeah, Maybe I mean, he, was, he is getting uh, belittled, I guess would be the word, by his parents. So that's fun. I was going to say, this kid is young. What if it's actually one of those things? Because maybe it's almost more like he actually did it when he was like five and totally didn't get what that would mean. Of like, he like picked up the phone and as like a funny prank called the principal and said there was a bomb. I feel like if that was the case, they would have made that more clear. Yeah, I think so too, but I'm just trying to give myself a little benefit of the doubt because of how horrible that is a thing to do in this day and age. They do say that he's been kicked out of two different schools and he's, like we said, he's like 14 maximum. Mm -hmm. So like that does mean he started this like troublemaking like pretty young, I guess. Yeah. And they have apparently been in this town for like, I think at least a year. Right. Like, judging from just, like, the contents and stuff of the, like, the shop. And he knows Joe, so, yeah. It's along Joe's route for deliveries and stuff. Right. Yeah, the timeline of their lives doesn't make a ton of sense to me. Because they just moved here to get away from the stress. But also, this toy store seems like an institution. Right. Mm -hmm. It's weirdly condensed. He, um... He goes up to his room and... Also, I'm just gonna say... I feel like his mom was not really being much of an asshole there. I'm a grown man, and uh, I still appreciate people asking me for reminders about things like that. <laughs> like, oh, hey, did you lock the door on your way out? Ah, oh, shit, I didn't. Never mind. You know? Yeah, I think it's just, like, that That teen, like, please allow right. me to no, it's be totally, autonomous. It's, it's an understandable yeah. response. I'm just yeah. saying it. I, if we're meant to take his side that his mom's being, like, a asshole to him i don't feel like that's sold in the scene fair enough i mean i think more that it's coming right after like all that shit about him uh every so often i do something right and her just keeping going on about it sure sure uh, when the dad uh, is also just so forgetful right yeah 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 but uh anyway he goes up to his room and it turns out that archer the leader of the Gorgonites somehow slipped into his backpack. How could that have happened? Who knows? It's like he can walk around <laughs> and talk uh-huh. and stuff. Uh, he has aspirations. Yeah, but he tells him, I, I am, I'm Archer, uh, leader of the Gorgonites. And then he tells him multiple times, beware, they will, there will be no mercy, which, uh, Later turns out to be him warning him about uh, the the soldiers yeah. 
uh, the the elite. Right. What are they called? The commando the elite. Commando elite. He says, uh, I, and then he says again, "Greetings, I am Archer, leader of the Gorgonites. What is your name?" And Alan's like, "My name's Alan. Now shut up." And he's like, "Cool. Uh, greetings, Alan. Now shut up. Ha 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 ha. Good joke." <laughs> <laughs> uh huh. Yeah. And then he freaks out, like. The way that, that people in this movie react to the fact that the toys are alive feels weird to me because, like, I would – I feel like the thing that pushes them to go, oh, this is weird is, like, way too late in almost every case. Like, because mm-hmm. he already saw them, like, talking to each other, and now he's like, what, you can remember well, my he name? He didn't, though. He saw – I remember – this is an era when Furbies are out there. Okay, like, sure. toys are being sold that they can talk to each other. Yeah, my sure. Furbies fought all the time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Fair enough. But he's like, so you said my name, huh? And and uh, But then it, he won't talk again. Uh, there's a little bit of uh, him trying to get him to talk, but he doesn't. Uh, and then we cut- I gotta say, Good. Uh, Arch- Archer is the dumbest of the toys in this movie. Like, he is the slowest yeah. on the uptake. It, it's- and, yeah. like... Yeah, it's frustrating like because all the other, all the other Gorgonites are like it later on. They've been in a dumpster, but they act more like he- human people than Archer has, who's been hanging out with like a couple people for days. Right, well, and presumably true. they're all like learning at the same rate. Mm-hmm. So, well, but here's the thing: we were about to see it in just a second, so it's not skipping ahead. He, while Alan is asleep. He reads through his entire Encarta uh, encyclopedia. Archer learns about the Watergate Hotel. <laughs> yes. Uh, he learns yeah. about human atrocities. <laughs> yeah. He, yep, through Encarta. And then later, he so he reads the entire Encarta encyclopedia, and then later he's like, hey, Alan, what's the wind? And it's like, wait, hold on. <laughs> How did you miss that part? Like... Alan. Well, he was too busy reading about presidential scandals. Yeah, Alan, I have Alan, I have depression now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, Alan, why did you set off the bombs in Hiroshima and Nagasaki? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> the, I feel like the version of this movie that was more committed to following through on the intro of this movie, Archer's thing would be he read about fucking uh, the colonization of America and also like Hiroshima. And that, that's how he learned to be fucking terrified of the U.S. Army, and that's why he's scared of the commando elite. Right. And, and I don't think we've talked much about how how native-coded Archer seems. Oh, yeah. Yes, very much. Yeah, yeah. He... Mm-hmm. He is wearing like a, like a tooth necklace and like a loincloth type thing, and he's right. very native-coded. The rest of them aren't as much, but I think it's still definitely there in in. in There's really no coherent theme to the Gorgonites no, at all. They did a bad job designing these toys. They're just monsters, <laughs> and like David Cross's original thing was like he was he didn't really seem like he had a like theme. He just was like whatever. They're fun monsters, which is like fine, but yeah, they they don't have right. a, a thing really. Um, yeah. Uh, so then we see uh. Uh, the commandos activating in the store. Uh, right, they punch out of the box just like in the commercial. I appreciated that. That yes. was pretty cool. Um, Tommy Lee Jones' face is the only one that doesn't make me have nightmares. Just, just 
constant <laughs> screaming in my head. Uh, yeah, they're all bad to see. The faces are so fucked up and distorted. Like, they're supposed to be, like, stylized, but I don't know. I really don't like them. <laughs> they're uh, upsetting. Right. Especially the, the guy with the tank top who, like, that guy's... Oh, he looks like fucking Baraka. Like, his face the, is the not... The guy with the tape, yeah. Yes. I don't like it. Uh. Yeah. The commander uh, gets them all out of their boxes and gives them, like, some very, like, goofy, generic, like, fucking patent-ass speeches, you know, in front of an American flag about how they gotta, you know, eradicate the Gorgonites. And then they just commit a little genocide off-screen to these toys. Well, they, they just they slaughter them in just their boxes. The one of them. They kill Truglacan. Yes. Yeah. They just get the one, but but that's yeah. That's true. That's true. I guess the others escape. Yes. Um. But uh, they the 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 American flag is a puzzle of an American flag. I thought that was cute. Liked that part. That's cute. Uh. But yeah, his speech is like his speech really cracked me up because it literally is just like. It is like it was made from only voice clips. Like it, it's just like jammed yeah. together Americanisms that like barely even make sense. Uh, and all of the right. the guys are like oorah and and that shit. So yeah, it's mm-hmm. um yeah, but yeah. So Alan goes back to the shop the next day and finds that it is destroyed. And uh, finally learns this is what Archer was trying to warn him about. Right. Yes. And uh, then, uh, yeah, Kirsten Dunn shows up to pick up the, uh, you know, uh, toys for her brother's birthday. But he plays it off that they got robbed, which is a good lie. I mean, I don't know what else you you could say. Like, yeah, for sure. They got robbed by the toys inside the store. Well, that's what he tries uh, later, yeah, and it like, doesn't work yeah. out as well for him. <laughs> right, right. It, yeah, I mean, the, the store looks like it got ransacked, so, you know, it makes sense. Um, so she sticks around to help him clean up, uh, because for some reason she's kind of attracted to this okay. awful weenie. Okay, I we have to talk about this. Kirsten Dunst... As soon as she finds out he is a bad boy, she is wildly horny for this kid. Like, <laughs> she hits on him so hard the second that she's like, oh, no, I heard that you you got kicked out of all these schools. And it's just like, um, right. okay, <laughs> lady. Yeah. I sort of, it's weird. Like, I'm not going to act like it, is, it isn't weird, but I actually do sort of like, I like Kirsten Dunst in this movie. Like, she's I fun. get her. Yeah. It's, she's yeah. got an interesting undercurrent of a narrative going through it. Like, her, her hidden sure. character is she's acting out from her parents who are trying to put all these values and stuff onto her, like, with the dolls and with the, like, perfect suburban life. And she's just wanting- She wants to murder she wants, she to, wants kill to murder, murder. <laughs> which is why yeah. she's dating the motorcycle boy, which is why she's yeah. hitting on this guy. Now I hear what you're saying, but she, the way they express that in this scene is by her talking about how much she loves Led Zeppelin. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. Exactly. That's exactly said, what a pretentious teenager would do. says like, oh, you're not like those other girls. <laughs> Literally, you're not like other girls is a line in this and movie. She says, yeah. And she it's, says, I know. Terrible. Which is it's terrible, and that's why it's good. 
She she <laughs> so when he says that it was a uh, it was a break in, she's like, "Oh, is this an insurance scam?" And he's like, "No." And she's like, "I knew it. You are bad." And I'm it's just like I get again what you just described. I it makes total sense. It's just like she wants this kid to say that, "Yeah, I I'm the you know I got kicked out. I set the school on fire." Like that's what she wants him to say. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, she they bond over not liking Party of Five uh, and liking Led Zeppelin instead. Um, liking Led Zeppelin and the X-Files. Yes, the and the X-Files. The truth there, Alan. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then um, they, they managed to fix everything and they're last fixing this uh, big like model wooden ship. And then his dad walks in, because, again, apparently the fucking conference was two hours, I guess. <laughs> I mean, maybe he didn't have, like, the cash for a hotel room. I mean, sure, this is before sure. TSA. You could get on and off a plane pretty quick back then. That is true. That is true. But, uh, yeah, the dad, like, before the dad comes in, Alan's like, oh, don't worry. Like, we, we fixed it pretty good. He won't notice. And then his dad immediately... Laser targets the boat, like, hey, what the fuck's wrong with my boat? And he, like, takes, like, he, like, he, I feel like he breaks that boat. I feel like that wasn't even broken before. He's like, oh, yeah, what's this? And what's this? (laughs) (laughs) Why is this desk on fire? Yeah, I mean, you actually do see that there's a break in it, but they clearly, like, glued it, and he, from across the fucking room, sees that that they super glued this back and is like, you piece yeah. of shit. And it's just like, whoa, okay, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, and uh, Kirsten Dunst pieces out because she doesn't want to be involved in this. Uh, and yeah. yeah. Yeah, then the dad kicks Alan out of the store and Alan's like, I can do it. Obviously you can't. Yeah, he and that's not a Lukeism. That's what he says. So yeah, again, yeah, I wonder yeah. why this kid has has self confidence <laughs> problems, right? But Alan throws uh, Archer in the trash because he kind of smuggled him out so his dad wouldn't see him, uh, and does not notice at the time that the rest of the Gorgonites are in there too. Uh, no, 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 that's not. Wait. I think because no, because he, oh, no, he, yeah, he, he, he takes him home. You're right. He just throws the box and stuff because this is our first right, action right. sequence where uh, he's yeah. got uh, Archer with him and the commandos shoot one of the commandos out of a slingshot and he's hanging on to the back of the bike. Like a, uh, you know, it's like a fucking like scene an Indiana from Jones. Yeah. Or like a scene from speed, except it's a bike instead of a, van or a, 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 a bus and uh yeah it's like pretty fun i like it the only thing i could think the entire time was how is alan not noticing this what the <laughs> fuck my thought this whole time is why is this whole why is all of this in this movie this does nothing also true that's true uh but but this is a good point. People tend, like, continually don't notice these guys who are, again, like, a foot and a half tall. Those toys are so big. And he just doesn't... Foot and a half tall? They must be heavy for their size, too, with all the fucking, like, mechanical parts inside of them. 
Yeah, and and he he just doesn't notice. Uh, and this well, guy Al- gets uh, uh, good. Alan Alan has a he's he's riding a ten speed. Yes, yes. Uh, yeah. The thing every kid wanted when I was that age. I like hated outside, and I still wanted one of these. Um, <laughs> he gets chased by a dog, uh, and uh, like it it makes um to to avoid it. Uh, the the commando like gets up <laughs> under the tire and then he gets he gets squooshed. Oh no, he gets caught in the spokes. Is what happens. Yeah, yeah, and just gets like ripped apart. There's a lot of there's a lot of mech hor- mech body horror in this. Right. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is trying. He does have a knife in his mouth, so he is trying to stab this child. But you know, whatever. Uh, he he well, he's trying to stab the Gorgonite. I don't think he cares about the child, really. Oh, that's true. Only later do they decide they want to murder the kid. <laughs> right, right. God, even like when he doesn't have like he gets like his midsection down, ripped off, and when when he's just when he has no legs, he walks around on his arms like Sabulba. <laughs> uh huh. <laughs> yeah, and they just fix him. Yeah, they just fix him. I guess that's the point of the scene to show that like. Yeah, you can, like, rip these things apart. They can just put them back together. That's what's so scary about evil toys. But then one dies later from basically the same thing. Like, it's, it's weird. So uh, yeah. They I even think- say, in the later scene, they say his batteries die. The, the, the thing about this movie is they say, like, batteries not included because their batteries are internal and last forever and can't die. Right. I mean, I think <laughs> this is, uh, like, a separation of, like, the Watsonian and Doyleist readings of the narrative ah! <laughs> i think that this is just there the elite commandos are in a war movie and what happens in right. war is that people die right so they've got yeah, to have true. someone die they've got to have someone get slightly wounded and it doesn't yeah, really matter if the- they're like the different <gasps> seriousnesses it's just that they have to obey the conventions of their genre Right, you're saying that toy died not because he was fatally wounded, but because he was programmed to act like a war movie character. Yes, exactly. <laughs> also, okay, they needed, sure, I can buy uh, that. They needed his chip for what happens right after the hour mark of this movie. Yeah, we'll talk yes. about that. Uh, yeah. Huh? Oh my god, yeah. <laughs> this is, I, We're stopping this movie, like this first part, right before this movie flies off the rails. But yeah, it's going to be fun next week. But yeah, the... Some wild shit happens in the back half of this movie. When they when they fix him, Tommy Lee Jones realizes, uh, like, looks across the street and sees um, where his house is, uh, where Alan's house is, uh, and he he does something that happens a bunch in this movie, and it's like the one thing I genuinely don't like, which is that they use like toy and not even toy, but like commercial lines as jokes. So he says it's a uh-huh. small world after all as his like line for this. And then later when the guy whose battery dies, dies, he says um, he's his uh, his battery died. But his spirit, uh, what's the fucking Energizer Bunny line? It's like goes his his story will keep on going and going, going and going. And that's going, it. Going, that's going, what it is. Yeah. And they keep Tommy Lee Jones keeps doing that. And I hate it. I like when he just does the the. The gruff, like, bad war guy stuff, but that stuff I don't right. like. Stuff right. like, I love the smell of polyurethane in the morning. Yeah, that's that sort good. Of stuff. That's good. <laughs> mm. uh, 
But yeah, so Alan calls up the complaint line for Globotech. Uh, we get, <laughs> I like this lady on the support phone line who's just... Oh, she's so she dumb. Is a, she's more robotic than the toys. Yes. It's really good. Yeah. And she's basically just like, uh, that's not a thing. <laughs> like, what are you... T- they're not out yet, right? Well, no, no, no. She says the exact opposite oh, of does that. She? She's like, well, yeah, they're designed to fight each other. Oh, that's right. That, that's what they're supposed to do. And we're not responsible for lost toys. That's right. That's right. Yeah. 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 Uh, but so he gets her to just like transfer him to an answering machine that apparently uh, David Cross, it's his job to review. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, but I do. <laughs> yeah. I do love you said she's more robotic than the toys. He asks to talk to a machine. He would rather talk to, like, talk to a robot, machine. which is funny to me. Yeah. 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 Um, uh-huh. It's kind of sad that this kid has learned from his parents that he isn't able to go for them to them for help because they'll just react badly. So he's keeping the situation a secret from them and trying to solve it himself. Yeah, that is true. Other than like being worried about getting in trouble for the, the, you know, toy deal. There's no real reason for him not to talk to his parents at this point, other than what you're saying. Hmm. Yeah. Cause at this I, point, I mean, it, it might sound like I'm going into bat for this kid, but no, I think no, he's no, a I creep, I, I but you. I also think that he has at least an understandable issues. I will say... Listen, this kid did some fucked up stuff, but, like, he's young enough that his actions are, like... His parents are as responsible for his actions as he is, if not more so. Yeah. I will yeah. also say that I referenced Chucky earlier. In that movie, Ch- uh, Andy immediately tells his mom what's happening and then she gets put in a mental institution and he is is uh taken from her because he said that a doll killed a bunch of people so maybe maybe it's good that he did not immediately go oh the toys did it (laughs) do you think think so far do you think that these murderous dolls would also be accepting of trans people (laughs) (laughs) Do you about- think there's don't ask, don't tell in the world of small soldiers? Oh, God. I think the Gorgonites would be because, you know, they're all, you know, who are they to judge anybody, frankly? Uh, the, the commandos, absolutely not. Hey, do you think, do you think they named the kid in Toy Story Andy after the kid Andy from Child's Play, the Chucky movies? Maybe. I, I can see that. I don't know. I, I'm not saying they did. I just I, I, it wouldn't shock they're me. Like, I mean, not not that different of a. Well, okay, it's pretty different. One one's about a murderer, but you know, <laughs> I was just curious. Uh-huh. Anyway, sorry. I mean, uh, good. I Woody does kind of try and murder Buzz. That's true. At several mm-hmm. points in that film. This is a good point. Yeah. Also, uh, from Sid's perspective, uh, Toy Story is the exact same movie as Chucky. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that's a good point. I forgot about that. Um, yeah. So, Jay Moore, Larry, is giving a presentation about the Commando Elite and Gorgonites. And the key point of it is that uh, on Monday, there will be 500,000 of these toys on shelves. And they'll... Mm-hmm. That I'm not sure. I guess they'll just turn on, or I guess the kids turn them on, and then that's right. right. Yeah, okay. yeah. Uh, 
So yeah, David Cross uh, pulls Jay Moore. The Disney Wiki, unfortunately, giving me no information on uh, the origin of Andy's name. Okay, well, good. <laughs> but yeah, I guess again, like you said, I guess uh, David Cross, instead of toy design, now just listens to uh, phone calls that have been recorded. Um, mm-hmm. And he, he he takes the quality of his toys very personally. He likes to he likes to hear from his fans. I think that's believable for what his character has been set up to be so Yeah, far. he's the nerd who loves toys. Yeah. Like, because, right, because right. he, he even, I mean, I, we we sort of mentioned it, but, like, Archer wants to learn. Like, that carried over from the original design. He The, the Gorgonites yeah. still want to learn stuff. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, go ahead. According to Toy Story producer Ralph Guggenheim, in a December 1995 Animation Magazine article, John Lasseter and the story team for Toy Story reviewed the names of Pixar employees' children uh-huh. looking for the right name for Woody's owner. There you go. Uh, Andy was ultimately named after and based on Andy Lucky, the son of animator Bud Lucky, Pixar's fifth employee and the creator of Woody. Bud Lucky. Bud Lucky is a hell of a name. Bud Lucky is the name of, like, a, of a cowboy action figure. <laughs> yeah, that'd be good. Also, oh my god, that interview took place less than a year after my birth. I'm so old. <laughs> um, so they uh, they listen to this this voicemail, and Jay Moore's immediate uh, response is like, "Well, we can just sue him because he broke street dates, so don't worry about <laughs> it." Which is right. cool. Yeah, and he at first insists that like, no, nah, this. Kids just fucking making shit up. The toys aren't dangerous. Everything's normal about them. And then he remembers about the chips and tries to play it off, but David Cross ain't falling for it. You right. put munition chips in toys? Yeah. I, which I remember from the trailer, that line, but because they yeah. they hit it a lot. But I do, as much as I was teasing earlier that like chips aren't inherently evil, obviously still like ask somebody. <laughs> Like, it was an incredibly stupid thing to do. <laughs> um, yes. But yeah, the, de- the movie definitely kind of wants to have it both ways, that the chips are inherently evil. Right, yes. Uh, so they he explains uh, where they came from, and they go to... Uh, uh, or no, he won't tell him, and then uh, he has to look it up, which he can do because... Uh, Jay Moore used David Cross's fucking password to get in there, so he knows right. <laughs> he can get in there and figures out what happened. Yeah, yeah. Uh, meanwhile, the commandos kidnap uh, fucking Archer uh, yes. and are interrogating him while dangling him over the garbage disposal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, also, some American military stuff that would become more mainstream <laughs> known later, but are torturing uh, him. Like, I, I uh, almost... Uh, uh, it's, could, it's not torture. It's an enhanced interrogation. Yes. Enhanced interrogation. Exactly. Yeah. This is uh-huh. uh, Zero Dark Toy. Uh, well, Zach, what if there was a bomb that was going to go off any minute, and the only way you could find it in time was to shove a toy in the garbage disposal? <laughs> Wouldn't be so high and mighty about it then, would you? I mean, toys aren't alive, so sh- so sure. Let's let's just do that then. Uh, 
but this yeah. This is definitely one of the, this is a scene that feels like this is a horror movie. Oh, yes. I mean, like, literally, he, this, this scene, uh, along with multiple other scenes in, in horror, like, horror or horror-adjacent movies are why I'm still fucking scared of garbage disposals. So I'm scared of garbage disposals because I think it's it's a Final Destination movie where the yeah. guy loses his wedding uh-huh. ring down yes. a garbage disposal. Yes, that is a yeah. thing that happens. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, so uh, Alan goes downstairs and stops them. The, most of the toys, most of the elite, run away. Uh, but um, one of the guys attacks him with like I can't couldn't figure out what this is. It's, uh, it's a rotary tool, like a Dremel. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. uh, they got into the tools at the workshop. That's right. Okay. Um, right, And he right. cuts his hand open, which is like, again, you see so easily how this becomes a, a horror movie, like, but but it just quite isn't quite there. Um. So, yeah, he cuts his hand, and then Alan, in retaliation, is like, I'm big, and he shoves him in the in the uh, garbage disposal and kills him. Uh, it's actually like yeah. I this isn't even like that much darker than Gremlins. Like the only thing that's like way worse in Gremlins is that there's a scene where it cuts to a guy who's on the floor dead because he got stabbed. But this is honestly mm. this movie is about as bloody as Gremlins. A lot of people die in Gremlins, but it's mostly off screen. Like. Or so, really funny, like when they shoot that landlady out of the, out of the building. I mean, that yeah. rules. I love that scene. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yeah, based gremlins. Uh, but but yeah, like you're you're right. It's it's not that much. There's not like that much more on screen violence really in in gremlins. It's just like a little darker, and you have that scene where uh, Phoebe Cates says, says what happened to her dad at Christmas, and that's. Uh, a thing you can't oh, do Christmas in a Christmas killed her grandpa in a yeah. PG movie. Uh, but yeah, I mean, so he kills this toy and then it climbs out the window, which is important because, or sorry, he, it, it's legs get destroyed and it cl- climbs out the window, uh, which is important because then his parents come downstairs and he tries to explain what happened, but, um, the, the toys are all gone. So there's no evidence. Yeah. Oh, and Arch is not talking to him because he's being a little shit. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Archer's like... Uh, yeah, Archer's being kind of a petty dick in this scene. Yeah, because he did... Alan told him to shut up because he was frustrated. And so uh, Archer will not speak to him to prove that he's not insane. Uh, and then he asks why you didn't talk. And he plays his voice back to him. And it says, uh, you know, shut up, don't talk to me, which is <laughs> wild. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, Archer's being... Or, yeah, or so again, now his he, parents think that he's... Go ahead. Or maybe he's just that stupid, because, again, he does later ask what the wind is, so I don't know. Maybe he's... No, I think he's being a uh, petty asshole. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think you're right. He's being a shit. Yeah, meanwhile, his parents now think he's either on drugs or having a psychotic breakdown. Yeah, they this ask is... if he's on... Cr- they ask if he's on crank. Yes. Or tar. Yeah. This, or smack. This scene, uh, remember how I was like, oh yeah, that's right. He uh this is the guy from Transformers. 
This yep. is exact scene happens in Transformers. This exact scene. Well, not this exact scene. Oh, no, because they in Transformers, they think Shia LaBeouf is jerking off. I forgot. Off. You're right. Yeah, jerking off in the kitchen, yeah. And, and the love interest is with him at that time, whereas Kirsten Dunst <laughs> is not here with I him. I forgot that there's an yeah. extended are you jerking it scene in that movie. <laughs> and that's the one I like. <laughs> oh, that's your favorite? Are you jerking it scene? <laughs> no, that's <laughs> yes. Uh huh. It's my favorite one. What are some other great "Are you jerking it" scenes? Uh, honestly, honestly, I can't think of that many. Usually, they just get there's caught. There's the one, and there's a one, and there's one that one in Clone Wars. <laughs> Wait, what? Yeah, when Obi Wan catches Anakin jerking it in Clone Wars. <laughs> no, there's, it's like a thing of like there's a clone in a room full of like Twilight pinup posters, and they were like, "Oh, he was polishing his lightsaber." <laughs> oh yeah, he was, okay, he no, was no, no, I, I, polishing his weapon. I, I think yeah. I have my pit. Go ahead, go ahead. I would have bet a million dollars that you just said the funniest uh, movie for it to be from, and that that wasn't a real thing that happened in Clone Wars. I did not expect <laughs> that that was going to be true. I remember that episode. Yeah, I was good. Also, uh, I was gonna say my my pick for the the best uh, caught jerking it scene is Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind when teenage Jim Carrey's mom walks in on him jerking it to badly drawn furry porn. <laughs> oh god! You know what? There's also a caught you jerking it scene in uh. Me, myself, and Irene, and there's one in Bruce Almighty. So, hey, Jim Carrey, what the fuck, dude? (laughs) (laughs) I just like the Eternal Sunshine one because you see what he's jerking it to for, like, a frame. And it's clearly, uh, like, badly made furry porn that he drew himself with pencil. Oh, God. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to try and find more examples of uh, jerk off inference jokes. I'm just gonna Google search JOI real quick. Okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm gonna be over here waiting for the scene where uh, Agent Stone catches Doctor Robotnik jerking it in Sonic Two, since clearly there's a theme going <laughs> in those movies. <laughs> Do you think Agent Stone's brain is going to be put into a robot that looks like Scratch or Grounder? Uh, uh, no, it's going to look like Snively from the... Uh... <laughs> oh, God, you're right. <laughs> he is just Snively. <laughs> uh, oh, that is the, the more apt analog. <laughs> so so they're like, yeah, what drugs are you on? And he's like, it's the fucking toys. And um, uh, they yell at him. And then we cut over to... Uh, the the uh the toys uh the commandos are like breaking into the garage and they're a yeah the the garbage disposal toy is dead uh and the rest of them are marveling at all the power tools in the garage they can fashion into weapons yeah they're they're talking about it like they're like oh all that hardware which is like you know a double joke because sure yeah um and uh and yeah like uh they're they're all excited because because toy or um munitions which is you know uh saws and stuff yeah mm-hmm. yeah i just want to take a moment to like appreciate like how good the designs are for both the gorgonites and the commandos like that you yeah. can you really get a lot of their characters just from their appearances. Yeah, I don't Yeah, that's like true. the I really don't like how the faces look, but in terms of like 
character silhouette and like you can tell this one's the the like communications guy and this one's the like yes i i agree with that um and i do like that there there's no cohesion on the gorgonites i do like how they all look it's kind of a bummer we don't meet them until we like 50 minutes in yeah yeah, yeah. They, this movie needed some editing yeah, yeah. that's yeah. all i'll like, say this movie do doesn't spe- need to be an hour 50 <coughs> I feel like they spend a lot of time with the soldiers that it strays into like the fight club sort of trap. The like the <laughs> this toxically masculine character is very cool, actually. Yes, I mean it when definitely does. I, ha- yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I I kind of wanted to see more of the Gorgonites like discovering the world and learning about it. I yeah, mean, maybe that's for maybe 10 minutes special that they make in lieu of the remake. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. Right. You're right. right though. Like Tommy Lee Jones is maybe the biggest star in the movie and he's voicing the bad guy. Like he is the bad guy. The movie doesn't oh. pretend he's not, but also it gives him a ton of screen time. And like you spend almost as much time with the commandos as like the main characters. Um, yeah, it's a little bit of that like Cartman problem where where it's like, no, you're supposed to think he's bad, and it's like, well, then why do they have all the fun lines? <laughs> um, see, I think this movie definitely did radicalize me as a kid and made me realize I should never <laughs> trust the Ameri- the United States military. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. There's nothing like. Don't get me wrong. The movie is definitely like they're bad. There, there's no no way around that like they absolutely are are letting you know they're the bad guys the whole time um i mean i don't know if this movie's actually good at conveying that to kids it's possible that maybe i just sort of brought that a little bit to the table myself sure i mean i remember no understanding that that but i also wouldn't like i bet you there were there had to have been kids who loved the commandos and had their the shirts and stuff I like that i don't know right? because they're so like creepy looking they're weird i don't know i don't i do not think the commandos are very appealing as characters Third result i think they bye bye uh, <laughs> uh, anyway uh what happens next right they go to the toy store because they realize that if they were trying to torture archer for information on where the gorgonites are then they must not all be dead so they go hunting around well, and alan realizes that if they're dumb losers that can only hide and hate themselves and they must be in the trap right here is where alan decides i'm really gonna lay on being a huge asshole uh because he finds out that archer like he has to hide because they're programmed to lose if they fight. And uh, Alan's reaction to that is, oh, okay, so if I was a piece of shit loser asshole fuck, where would I be? Oh, the garbage. And he goes and gets them out right. of the garbage. And I'm like, okay, bud, relax. Like, <laughs> I mean... <laughs> and then, yeah, we get the roll call of the Gorgonites. Now, I understand... Like, Obviously, the, all these toys are impossible. They cannot exist. I feel like the soldiers, though, if you take out the ultra-smart computer chip, most of what they do is stuff toys can do. The Gorgonites, I don't understand how they work. No. <laughs> One of them is just the Tasmanian devil. The, the Gorgonites... very fast. Yeah, the Gorgonites definitely are more like... That 
They remind me of shit like the Mad Balls, where it's just like there's yeah, no yeah, cohesion. Yeah. They're kind of gross out some of them, and like they're they're I don't know. It's it's a little like one's just a eyeball. One's like a Swayzo from uh, uh, Monster Rancher, basically. <laughs> um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean we we love an eyeball. Yeah, I love an eyeball, and they have they. I don't. Their name names are bad, which I think is on purpose yeah. because David Fitting, Cross honestly. was bad at naming them. Is the idea mm. right? We got what o- Oculo Ocular sc- Ocula Scratch It Punch It Insaniac and Slam Fist. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And Troglacon. Yeah. I think going back to, I think someone mentioned they're like. The secondary cast of He-Man, it's very secondary cast of He-Man. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's true. I like, the the ri- I like the rhino guy. I like that his, like, bifurcated horn is like a slingshot. I think that's... I yeah, think that I might cool. have had that as a toy as a kid. I also think uh, I might have also had a toy of uh, Chip Hazard, where I think you could take his vest off and also look at the chip inside his head, maybe. Oh, jeez. I feel like I can remember this. Oh, oh. I'm... Awakening so, memories in my head. That's that's cool. I mean, the, yeah. that's one of the things they can do in the in the movie. There is, uh, they got that. Um, the right. Uh, the one thing worth noting about the the Gorgonites that's like sort of plot, I guess, is um, one of them. The one that got murdered, they put back together, and he's like a Frankenstein mm-hmm. guy now. He's got like parts they found yeah. at the uh, in the in the store. The rebuilt, right, right. Uh, the rebuilt version of Troglacon is called Freakenstein. All right, I know this I because I'm looking. I'm looking at boxes of the toys. Nice. nice. <laughs> so now Jay Moore and uh, uh, David Cross go to talk to the guy who designed the chips. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, and he's like, "Yeah, they're the fucking sickest chips you ever saw, right?" And they're like, "Well, no, we're we're having some problems." All right, well, you fucked up with the software then, dipshit, idiot, moron. Fuck you. He. This is Robert Picardo from Star Trek Voyager, and he is very fun in this scene because, yeah, he is. Yeah. He's like, you're so fucking dumb, you dumb dipshits. And I like that. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, yeah, he admits that there's a flaw in the chips, and David Cross is like, ah, I gotcha. But the flaw is that they are sensitive... More sensitive than usual to uh, EMPs. This movie is what taught me what electromagnetic pulse is. Yeah, the the government wouldn't fund the very good chip because it would cease to work if a nuke went off near it. Which I'm like, I th- I think most things do. If you, yeah. <laughs> if you nuke also them. that they that apparently the shielding was too expensive. Yeah, that's like, what it, they could shield it, but it wasn't cost efficient. Right. So, um, yeah, so he's bitter and angry, and he's like, you dumb toy idiots, fuck out of my fucking office. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, he's the one who explains that the thing with the X-1000 is that it's not just a computer chip, it has, like, not even artificial intelligence, actual intelligence. So whatever program, whatever program you write for it, it will, like, constantly be learning how to do that program better and better. Yeah. It, so if, for instance, you te- you program the soldier robots, the soldier toys to kill, they will kill. Right. Uh, 
Yeah, what Ava said is is like because he's like it's not artificial intelligence; it's real intelligence. I'm like so so either bullshit or magic or both is is what it is. Okay, cool. But yeah, but also like what he it it's real intelligence that was created artificial, right? Yeah, <laughs> so, so it's artificial intelligence. But you're just trying to sound. I think it might be artificial intelligence. Yeah. Um. But yeah, he he definitely uh like uh really hypes it up and says, yeah, it'll it'll hype up whatever their programming is. Yeah, yeah. Uh uh good. Alan has taken all of the Gorgonites home and they're j- listen, they're not causing a ruckus, but they're just all a bunch of little scamps just they're running all over the place. They're yes. watching TV. They're jumping on the bed. Oh, the, how is he going to get all these funny little guys under control? They're just some funny little guys. <laughs> They're just some funny little guys. I do like the one that's just legs. I like him. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I think it, uh, the, the little one is, like, partnered with the rhino. I yes. think yeah, he's like a, a master blaster he, situation. Yes. Yeah, because right. he shoots himself through the n- the horn like a slingshot. Also, yeah. there's like mm-hmm. a lot of there's a lot of like jokes you can hear in in these scenes with yes. the Gorgonites, but they're always always like when the character's face isn't facing the camera or they just yes. don't move the lips at all, which yeah. really gives the air of like on a second pass they were like all right, let's add more bits for the kids. Yes, punch this up. it's very much like uh, Patton Oswalt uh, has a bit where he talks about being hired to punch up animated movies. And they're like, no, no, we can't reanimate it. It's done. You just have to give me jokes they can yell from off screen that are funny, which is basically right. what this is. Cause, because um, this scene specifically and most of the Gorgonite scenes so far actually are the puppet stuff. So I imagine they were like, well, no, we can't re-puppeteer things. You just have to yell jokes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Which is everything, which is everything that Insaniac does with like just tell yes. like some bad Robin Williams-esque jokes. Yes. Yeah. He does like uh, uh, impressions and stuff and they're bad. Yeah. Um, which is like not yeah. what like. Insaniac does not have that vibe of being a comic relief character. He looks more like a spawn right. character. Right, totally. Yeah. Insaniac's the only one who looks like he was really designed to be a bad guy. Yeah. And and but he's just making fun jokes the whole time. He's just a, doing his like fucking 10 minute set for the kid constantly. Yeah. So Dude, yeah. Kirsten Dunst calls uh and asks if he's grounded. Uh, and sh- he's like, no, uh, you know, I found all the toys and dad cooled down and, uh, you were a super big help. And this is when he asks her out and she explicitly says, no, I only date older guys. And uh-huh. I don't know. I know. I'm sure that there, there are 16 year old girls who say that, but in a movie, it, I don't know. It's creepy to me for some it reason. It feels really weird. The thing it's I a weird like, thing to say. I was trying to give it the benefit of the doubt by imagining, like, well, if he's younger than her in the movie, maybe she's just like, well, you're, like, 14, and I'd rather date these cool kids who are 17 who have licenses. Right, you're, like, taking it not as, I only date guys who are older than me, but I only date guys that are older than you. Yeah. Or at least, like, old, old, like a year, like, 
when you're in high school, that year is very big because absolutely, if you're a 16 year old dating a 17 year old, that means that your 17 year old boyfriend has a car and is taking you places. Yeah, part of what makes it so weird, again, to see them together, is that they're on opposite sides of puberty, even though they're mm-hmm. close it, in age. It's, yeah. it's it's to go to a recently canceled podcast, it's like the Wendy and Dipper thing, where it's like, I know they're only two years apart, but like, in that one, it's because they're drawn drastically differently. In this, it's just they look right. so different that it's like, it's hard to get over that. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, so the command. Then we find out at this point that the the commandos are tapping his fucking phone. Uh uh-huh. <laughs> And he says, "Like, well, is there anyone?" Because she says officially, "I'm dating this guy," and he's like, "Well, what about unofficially?" And she's like, "Well, there's this <laughs> one guy, I like, and he's a a real handful and kind of a troublemaker." Wink, wink. And he says, which is a plot uh, bit, uh, well, I bet he'd do anything for you. And yeah, then you find out that they're, they've been tapped by fucking toys. Uh, <laughs> like, I do get, I do get the vibe that when, like, when, when, when Kristen Dunst, like, turns him down here, she's not actually saying stop. She's more, she is honestly doing more of a, like, Hey, step it up. I got this other guy. Oh, definitely. Right. Yes. She's being coquettish. Yes. I agree. Yeah. 100%. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, so then, uh, actually, this is where we then get that montage of the commandos, uh, like messing around with equipment and building shit. Right. So, to another one bites the dust. I, I remembered it was something really cliche, but I couldn't remember exactly what it was. So thank you for reminding me. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and uh, yeah, they uh, they set out to uh, kidnap Kirsten Dunst to uh, get to the kid, I suppose. Right, because now they hate him. They've said basically like he's protecting them. So he's our enemy. Uh, and we got. Yeah. And we if gotta, they hold her hostage and they get her to make a hostage video, then we could get him to give up the Gorgonites. Right. Right. Real simple. No complications. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, then we get to what's probably going to be the last scene of this part. I feel like uh, <laughs> where the uh, toys discover religion, basically. Yes. Yeah. This is. <sighs> One of a couple scenes again that I kind of said with the wind stuff, where the where the the toys are like, well, how do we know? So they're trying to find Gorgonite or Gorgon, Gorg, Gorgon, 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 yeah, Gorgon, which is their their island home, and they're like, is it out there? And he's like, well, out there, out the window, is it uh, trees? And they're like, oh, and a power pole. Yes. Powerpole's very important. And what's yeah. beyond that? Uh, the mall. And what's beyond that? And this is where I mentioned that uh, Archer is voiced by Frank Langella, who has been in a ton of shit. Uh, he's Skeletor in the He-Man live-action movie. Uh, Great. He's, oh also, he's also a, like, very, very decorated film – or, uh, I'm sorry, a theater actor who's, like, played King Lear and a bunch of shit – and I mentioned that. I know I know completely what you mean, but I do like the idea that if you're in enough plays, they start giving you medals. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's what I meant. 
Um, he just shows up to the recording booth looking like a fucking five star general. Right, but but I say that to say that he's literally asking, and then what? And then what? But the guy's voice is good enough that you're like, oh, he just wants he to learn. Yeah, like it, yeah, it yeah. works weirdly. <laughs> it works, yeah. Um, because eventually, you know, Alan doesn't know what exactly is beyond that point, and ah, there must be Gorgon. Yeah, it must is, be past what the, we know. Good. Is this the scene where they talk about wind, or is that later? That is slightly that's later. later. That is later. Uh, okay, yeah, that's, that's right. That is like another six minutes from now. But it's the same, like, section, yeah, same and we, we can basically say, like, yeah, then he asks about wind, and he's like, well, I don't, yeah, you can't feel it because you're plastic, uh, but you just have to but know. But they feel pain, right? It doesn't. Yes, they were program. <laughs> they really got the short end of the stick on the program. <laughs> they can't feel like they can't feel the wind and warmth and like running water, but they can feel agony. Yeah. yeah. Oops. What a oh, well. miserable existence. Yeah, it sucks. Bummer. Uh, <laughs> I also like that David Cross still programmed them to be fun edutainment toys. Right, despite the fact that they have munitions chips in them, exactly. Um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, do you want to cut it there then, if that's... Yeah, I think that's a good natural stopping point. Okay. We're not quite at the hour mark, but I feel like, you know, we're building into, like, the next uh, sequence with the next yeah. scene. Yeah, so I, I, I feel like you should have Emily on to discuss that next scene. <laughs> we will. Right, right. <laughs> yeah. There's uh, so much about We're going to end it at the toys found out about religion, call the cops, know the other cops. Yeah, I mean, like, it's not like spoilers because this movie's 20 years old, but it really gets, it's very funny that we're doing this in halves because it, like, the yeah. next scene, this movie gets insane. Like, it's it's really uh, wild. The first hour is so slow, and then the yes. fucking back end feels like two, like, I remember at an hour 15, I was like, oh, wow, the movie just ended. Okay. And then it turns out it was going for another, like, 30 minutes. It kind of, uh-huh. it's kind of, it's honestly kind of like if, um, because I really like Home Alone, but, like, in your memory, the trap stuff is, like, an hour, and then you go look at it, and it's six minutes. Um, uh-huh. This is like if that was, if your memory of Home Alone was correct, where, like, the first hour is, like, <laughs> build up, and then the last hour is insane bullshit, basically. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It, it's... It, it's fun though um but yeah i mean this I, I had a good time watching this it's i could see it's good to revisit i definitely see where stuff happened in the production with like the the budget mm. and like them trying to serve oh shit now we have to be on burger king cups uh which is weird to me because like five years earlier they just would advertise uh, Terminator Two to kids and but not change it. Like I feel right. like they barely missed the missed the window on on that uh-huh. stuff. Yeah, it was a different yeah. time. Parents were be- parents were becoming increasingly uh, uncertain about what their kids were consuming. Uh-huh. Right, because they had sold their kids fucking alien toys, and and they'd been like, "Wait, what? Isn't that movie like <laughs> super violent?" <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's a good pick, Luke. I had a good time. Yeah, yeah. It's it's a better movie than I remembered it being. I don't know if it's a good movie, but it's better than I thought it was going to be. 
I'm wa- I'm sorry. Okay. I let it keep playing, and I I just can't believe this happens in the next two minutes after oh, this. It's- uh, it's certainly something. <laughs> Get ready for Gwendy. Yep, 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 yep. <laughs> so All many, right. just so many one-liners in that section. Yep. Uh. <laughs> the, the, the Gorgonites discover religion, and the <laughs> soldiers discover fucking. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Oh, I'm I'm kind of sad that I might not be here for the next part because the the Gorgonites do meet God. Jesus, <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that is what happens. <laughs> yeah, oh. I will probably I'm going to try to be on next week. Yeah, I will. We'll <laughs> we'll be back next week, hopefully. Or I don't know when these are going to go up, but we'll you know we'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luke, you uh, do you who do you want? To, who should who should close us out? Oh, sure, yeah, I can close this out. Tune in next week for the thrilling conclusion of Small Soldiers. Uh, uh, Ava, do you want to plug anything here at the end? Yeah, you can can follow me on Twitter, at Ava Gardra, A-V-A-G-A-R-D-R-A, and at Twitch, uh, at A-V-A-G-A-R-D-E, where I stream stuff with friends of mine. It's the holiday right now, or well, when this is airing the holidays may be over so i might be streaming again but check out check out my channel on tuesdays when i'm usually playing with friends and if you follow you'll see when i'm streaming other stuff and also on my twitter you can find out more about like the games i make and when i stream and art i do yeah uh cassie how about you uh basically just my twitter at what is cosplay i've taken a step back from like uh podcasting i just moving on with my life sometimes uh, recently sometimes yeah. you gotta <laughs> sometimes you just gotta yeah we all grow up eventually <laughs> anyway uh, if, if you want you could go to uh, the couple of shows my girlfriend Fabi is on such as uh, Idol on Playtest yeah uh, which I suppose Luke will also want to tell you about sure Oh, right now you mean? Yes, uh, right now. <laughs> Smooth. It's an actual play podcast that IGM. It's two different campaigns that release episodes in alternating weeks, uh, based on the game Eidolon, Become Your Best Self, which I wrote with my friend Molly, and it's inspired by Persona and JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Cool. Should I go now? Also, <laughs> I want to give yeah, a sure, quick. I, I want to give a quick shout out to my cat Gorgon, who I was thinking about the whole time watching this movie. Excellent oh, name for a cat. Very good. Wonderful. Gorgon is wonderful because uh, because mm-hmm. they they look like chili, which is good. Uh, I'm Zach. You can find me at Chinchy McChilla on Twitter. Also, I do Teenagers with Attitude, which is this podcast. You should keep listening to it. Thank you. Yes. All oh, true. I'm in the wrong podcast. Sorry, I'll be going. <laughs> Let's get the fuck out of here. Bye. Bye. We stopping recording now?